Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. Hey lady, welcome back. So happy you're hanging out today. And you don't get to just hang out with me. You get to hang out with me and a guest. And it's been probably almost a month actually since we've had a guest on the podcast and that's been a shift that's been a little bit different recently and it was the perfect guest today to break that seal and my guest is Rachel or you might know her as the Rooted RN. Rachel is a master of mindsets, truly, truly, truly. She helps women navigate their thoughts, their emotions, to prioritize their own health and happiness and really live this life that they have this vision of but don't know how to make the blueprint into reality. Rachel is so passionate about holistic living, connecting your mind, your body, your spirit to really leverage the power that we have in us to create and live the life that we desire too. And as Rachel and I were starting talking before we recorded this, we wanted to make this episode this strong standalone message that she delivered so powerfully about helping women to really clear out the mental clutter, as Rachel explains it, and really leaning into this trust in ourselves and how we should take care of ourselves. And we wanted to make this episode be about that because the root of what we all need now more than ever, we kind of said we don't want it to be centered around the coronavirus and everything that we're feeling because yes, we honor that and we hold that. But guess what? This is the foundation of what we all need now more than ever, but every single day. We don't want to take away from what we all need to be doing every single day to step into harnessing our own health and happiness. And that's exactly the messaging that Rachel shares. So I'm so excited for you to sit back and to listen to this. And you guys know if you are loving it and liking it, make sure you reach out to me, make sure you reach out to Rachel. Uh, tag us on Instagram, tell us all the things and pop over onto iTunes and give it a like and review, sharing it with all the people so we can continue to grow this message and share and spread the words that we all need to do so we can collectively step into some amazing powers and desires that we all are worthy and deserving of having. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Very excited. It's been a few episodes since we've had a guest. So, and I can't think of a better guest to welcome into this spot. So hello, Rachel. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Megan. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. This has been a long time coming and it's finally aligned up. So I'm so excited that we get to have this space today. I know it's such a, it's such a joy. I love talking with you. Me too. Likewise. And I know everybody else will feel your vibes and love that as well. (laughs) Why don't you go ahead, Rachel, and tell everybody a little bit more about yourself? Yeah. So my name is Rachel Kringoli, and um, I'm a nurse and life coach. 
And my business that I created with this is called The Rooted RN. And that really came to be from a mix of personal and professional life experiences. Um, you know, I have been a nurse for 12 years and worked solely with women um, facing cancer. So women with cervical, um, ovarian, breast cancers, and hospice patients. So I got to know women in a very vulnerable position. Um, and I saw people really live in this space. So, you know, women who were having difficult conversations, you know, they were able to make goals. I saw people like surround themselves with support and really look at places in their life that they wanted to heal. So whether that be forgiveness, you know, relationship to money or a belief in themselves, they really put themselves first. And I had multiple patients from day one of their diagnosis who saw the experience as an opportunity to change their lives. You know, they were asking, what can I learn from this rather than why is this happening to me? And people with this mindset really had better results. Um, they were able to manage their symptoms and side effects of chemotherapy better. Um, overall had a better quality of life. Um, they died more peacefully. And it really just became very clear to me that these were things to pay attention to, you know, what these women were doing. So at the same time that I was, you know, in this part of my nursing career, um, in my own life, I was struggling with my own self-worth and I didn't really even know it. Um, I was in an in a, in a emotionally abusive relationship and very quickly after that ended, I dove into another relationship, which lasted about four years and inevitably found myself single at 30 and thinking, oh my gosh, how did I get here? I never want to be here again. And I found myself at that same place asking, what can I learn from this? So, you know, I really had to examine my own behaviors, my own thoughts. And I learned that I was looking outside myself for validation, that, you know, I hadn't trusted myself. And by working one-on-one -on -one with a coach and really investigating, you know, my thoughts and feelings, I changed my life. You know, I learned what my, my own needs were. I learned how to better communicate them and, you know, really how to be myself again. So now I help women do the exact same thing. Um, I coach women who have a current diagnosis or, you know, previous history of cancer. I work with women who feel like they put everyone except themselves first and women who just feel a little lost and want help finding their direction. So really, I hope women, you know, clear out all that mental clutter <laughs> that we, that we can have sometimes. That's so, that whole journey and that whole space is so, so, so beautiful. And how you relate what you do connected to what you had to go through and your story might be very different than somebody that you're coaching, but there's a lot of intertwining themes that go along, I think with all women. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, and it's giving, I think as women, it's really giving ourselves permission to, you know, take care of ourselves and pursue things that we enjoy and make that time for ourselves. Um, and part of that permission is trusting ourselves too, you know, and in healthcare, you know, we would have people that 
would want a second opinion. You know, they would receive a, a piece of news and say, oh, you know, my friend suggests I go to this doctor and see what they think, but, you know, I don't want to make my doctor upset. I don't want to make him think that I, you know, don't trust him. And it was women putting the doctor's feelings ahead of their own and needing to advocate for them in that moment to say, no, like you absolutely can go gather more information and do what's best for you right now, mm -hmm. you know, and, and giving women that permission. Absolutely. And it's so wild when I hear you say that, but I know in the moment, a lot of us tend to do that, or we have of just even saying, even in a crisis space, or even in a really high intensity space of dealing with your own health, we almost feel bad about stepping into that role of trusting yourself and leading, being an advocate for yourself. And that's with a, with a diagnosis, let alone just in every other space of our life. Exactly, exactly. So really helping women understand, you know, that you don't have to worry so much about what other people think, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, that really leading with what matters to you and returning back to your own values and beliefs help you in all areas of your life. Um, you know, and even in, in my approach is very holistic <laughs> um, to look at the big picture of what's going on. Um, because oftentimes we say one thing, but really there's a hidden message underneath it. Um, so even to look at some of the physical symptoms in our body related to those thoughts and those feelings, um, you know, like energetically. So our, our morals, our values, everything, um, there, there's something called a chakra system in our body. And we hold those beliefs in our abdomen. So if you think of times that you're stressed, a lot of the times, like you'll have a bellyache or people will say, oh my gosh, my belly was on fire. Or if you think of a little kid, you know, they don't know how to verbalize all of their feelings yet. So they'll say, oh, I have a tummy ache. And usually you can think of the situation going on, you know, and is there a person in your life who has been testing your boundaries? Or are you trying to control a situation and have this anxiety about it? Um, you know, but really taking that approach of what's going on in our lives and how we emotionally and physically are responding to it. I, the first time that I had heard about all of that too, of the, you know, years ago, the chakra system and how we hold and process thoughts or emotions in different areas of our body, it really clicked. It really clicked. For me, it was a lot of throat and thyroid issues. And it was like, well, you don't speak your truth. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you're so it right. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating. I mean, it really is fascinating to hear certain stories and see, you know, certain things correlate. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's kind of fun to see too. Like, oh, oh, do I feel this way? <laughs> oh, was I really thinking this? Um, and to, to see women have these aha moments, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and, and I always think, you know, when we always know what to do. And whenever we say, I don't know what to do, like, you really do. And it's your body, when you hold on to that stress and you resist something, your body physically will create symptoms. Like that's all connected. You had mentioned talking about taking care of yourself. And I think that self-care is definitely a hot topic, fashionable buzzword to use. Mm -hmm. What is actually self-care or taking care of yourself? What does that mean to you and how do you implement that in with the ladies that you coach or that you work yeah. with? 
Yeah, no, that's such a great question. I mean, self-care to me is certainly, it's making time for yourself. And in part of making time for yourself, it's understanding your own needs. So while I do think there is a part of, you know, slowing down, and for some people that is reading a book, other people going for a walk, taking a bath, I mean, those actual things that you can do are certainly part of self-care. Um, but I think such a big part of what we miss when we talk about self-care is the emotional and the thought process of it, that to, you, you really need to check in with what you're thinking throughout the day and seeing, okay, are these thoughts actually matching up to what I need in my life right now? And being able to hold space for yourself um, and, and care for your thoughts just as much as you care for your physical body. That level of awareness, how do you begin to cultivate that? Because I don't think it's something that comes naturally for us. Or for me, I guess it's not something that comes naturally for me. Yeah, yeah. It's a practice, really. I mean, the brain is like any other muscle in our body, that it takes consistent practice. You know, you go to the gym and you lift weights to see <laughs> your muscles, um, but you can't always see the results of, of the brain as quickly. But it's, it's everyday practicing and, and noticing your thoughts. So, you know, it, it's so easy to, you know, say something negative or like, oh, that was so dumb of me to do. And it's paying attention and saying, well, was that dumb? No, I just maybe made a mistake or, you know, telling yourself I can learn new things. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a practice of catching the thoughts and then reframing them to something that is true. And it's not done overnight. I think we need to be very, you know, we need to be nice to ourselves that this isn't something that you just say, oh, okay, <laughs> I've got it. You know, like it's a continuous thing throughout your life. And, you know, for people to find some of the joy and the humor in that. Reframing is actually one of my goals and intentions for 2020 is to really start to catch areas that I am spiraling maybe a little bit and just start to reflect reframe that more from a negative to a positive. Yeah. And what I would love to know is how is that when you don't maybe believe, when you maybe are more sitting in that negative space and believing more of that negative space, mm -hmm. how are you able to actually reframe that so it feels truthful to you? Mm -hmm. With so many of my ladies that we work with, when we talk about hating what we see in the mirror or our weight or our body, you know, those issues around our body, it's not believable to go from, I hate the way I look to, oh, I love the way I look like that refrain. Right. Right. It's so false. Right. Right. And there is a space in between. Absolutely. That's, it's not a quick flip of the switch. And it's for me, it's really, and what I teach is acknowledging the thought. If you're looking in the mirror and you are saying, I hate my body right now, acknowledge it saying, okay, I'm hating this right now and dig deeper what are you hating? Go into those details, like not shutting down and turning off the emotional thought. It's actually going deeper into it to say, okay, well, why am I feeling this way? Why am I thinking this? Is it something that someone has told me? Is it a habit that I've developed? Um, you know, and that's why too, I think working with a coach is so helpful is because it's, it's an unbiased person that helps you go through all of these thoughts. But you're absolutely right. It's, it's not just a flip to say, I go from being in this negative or this fearful place to now a focused loving place. It's a continuous practice. And it's, it's 
allowing yourself to acknowledge those thoughts and those feelings without being totally tied to them and, and asking some other hard questions around it. You know, you, you, break, free, you break free from it um, in doing that. That's really beautiful. And it came to my head as you were explaining it too in the beginning of almost saying, looking in the mirror and just saying, oh, I hate the way I look. It's kind of a cop out. It's kind of you actually not dealing with your thoughts and emotions around it, but it's just right. like, oh, I just don't like it. Okay, I'm done with it. But right. if, if you hold <laughs> the it really, yeah. I was like, wow, I've never thought about it. But it is, it's kind of this quick, easy fix mm-hmm. because I don't want to tap into what really deep down is bubbling up under the surface. Right. And sometimes too, and it doesn't always have to be this really dark, ominous thing, you know, like you, you might have this really negative thought. And when you look at it and you realize, oh, this is not true at all. You know, you might find yourself finding the humor in it to say, Mm -hmm. wow, I've, I've been stuck in this space and it's just not, it's not the truth. Okay. Wow. Mm -hmm. Brain, you know, the more you do it, you actually see, okay. All right, brain, you little sneaky thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a, Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. (laughs) There's just always this level too, I think, when you can boil it down and rationally break down those thoughts. It's like, I'm not flawed. It's not crazy. It's not something that's going wrong with me. Like, this is just my brain doing what it's doing to protect me. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I can't let that rule me because it's not. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And even, you know, physiologically, like, yes, our brains were designed to keep us safe. Um, And the, the, the feelings are in our body of fear and excitement, our bodies actually react the exact same way. So if you think of like when you're scared and when you're really excited, you know, your, your hands might start to feel a little clammy, your heart rate increases, your stomach, you know, might feel a little sick or you feel that little ball in your throat, like, oh my gosh, I can't speak or I can't swallow. And it's the thought that really directs the situation you know, of, oh my gosh, I'm terrified right now. Like I have to talk to Megan and, you know, be on this podcast and people are going to hear what I'm saying. And I'm so freaked out or I'm so excited because talking to Megan is such a joy. And I love sharing this information with people, you know, the circumstance is the same, but it's how we direct our thoughts and attention to it that really impact how we feel and even how our body physically reacts. And you can tell, Rachel, how often you have been practicing this idea of reframing because you so quickly were able to flip that switch, flip that verbiage and that communication that you were having with yourself from being, I'm freaked out and I'm anxious that I'm having to do this to like, oh my gosh, the scenario is still the same, but I'm feeling all this way and I'm going to lean into the excitement of that versus the anxiety or the nervousness of that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a practice. <laughs> yes. It's certainly, it's certainly a practice. But what, right, is the more you do it, the easier it becomes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more of a natural space. And like anything that we do in life, it's whether it's learning to drive or to cook or to whatever, suddenly it's so automatic or autopilot versus really consciously having to think, okay, I have a negative thought. How can I reframe this into a positive thought? Exactly. Exactly. It's like mental hygiene. You know, like we, br- we brush our teeth every day, but you know, it's how often do we go through and scrub out the thoughts? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's doing it every single day. Oh, I like that. 
I you have so many things I'm like feverishly writing down, like grabbing <laughs> up the thoughts, getting all this done. I love it. <laughs> you mentioned in the beginning to a big goal and a passion of yours is to help women clear out the mental clutter. Is mm-hmm. this really reframing or is there so much more? I'm sure there is so much more to <laughs> it than just that. I mean, reframing is part of it, but right. It's, you know, I think sometimes we get so caught up in what's happening around us and with other people around us, we unintentionally create these, these blocks and the stress and we don't even realize we're doing it. So, you know, sometimes I'll have women come to me and, you know, they just, they'll talk for 30 minutes and just, you know, spew out this really long story. And within one or two sentences, I can say, okay, but this is really what's going on. And they have this light bulb moment of like, oh my gosh, I've totally been get, you know, caught up in the drama and this is actually how I'm feeling, you know? So it's sometimes just having someone to listen, but yeah, just clearing out the, the noise that we create in ourselves sometimes because we don't have the tools or we don't slow down to say, okay, what is really bothering me right now? Or what am I really trying to solve? That has definitely been one of the biggest pieces that I have found personally with having a coach and honestly with all of the women that I coach, we will have, we'll just hold a space for them to have a conversation. And mm-hmm. in the end of it, they're saying, Oh, I'm so thankful. Like, thank you for helping me realize this or for figuring this out. I was like, uh, I've been sitting here quiet for the last right. five minutes. <laughs> exactly. That was you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. It's always the person, right? It's mm-hmm. never us. We're there just what you said. We are there to hold the space. Absolutely. Like women, we have so much power within us and it's really cool to see that come alive. And when people have those, those moments for themselves. Yeah. Also, I think too, for anybody that's listening, if you're not in a space where you have a coach, you haven't found one, or it's just not, it doesn't feel comfortable for you. That's where I also say to journal. Cause I find very much mm-hmm. the same way for me personally journaling is dumping all of that out. And suddenly I'm, I'm solving all of this or writing out emotions that I didn't even know I was experiencing mm-hmm. because I'm just letting everything kind of word vomit out of me. Right. Right. Well, any, have you heard of word dumping like, or brain dumping in a journal? I have, but go explain it a little bit more, please. Right. So it's kind of what you just said about like word vomiting. It's you do it first thing in the morning or like, I at least like to do it first thing in the morning when, when your brain is fresh and you literally, you don't think you just bring a pen to a paper and you, you start writing. And it's like what you said of the thoughts just come out that you didn't even realize were in there. And it's a way to just get it out. And I, I think that's a big part of, you know, that mental hygiene. It's just getting it out of your head. There's, there's so much stimulation coming in that we really need to refocus and recenter and get some of that junk out to really know, you know, what's important to us or to find the solutions for the problems that we're, that we're trying to solve. What practices do you like, Rachel, that do help you to recenter and refocus other than what you had explained, kind of that word dumping in the journal? Mm -hmm. So for me, I always spend time by myself in the morning. Like I don't like people in my space when I first wake up. So I have my own little meditation corner and I I do yoga when I wake up. Um, You know, I do journal as well. Um, I don't journal every day, but a few times a week. Um, but I do write a lot, um, just kind of on my computer and 
Um, writing certainly does help me get those thoughts out of my mind. Um, but I have to say, just spending time by myself and keeping a, a routine yoga practice really helped me get out of my head and help me focus on my breath. You know, and I know breath is very important to you too. Mm -hmm. um, but not thinking, you know, being in a space where I can be quiet with myself, um, that helps me recenter and, and focus for my entire day. It, it sets the tone before I even encounter another human being. I've already taken time for myself, you know, to be with myself. And if there is anything on my mind, I can listen to myself and, and deal with it myself um, without needing to look to someone else, um, you know, for that validation or, um, yeah, just, just taking time for me. That's just as you had said too, you know, really advocating for yourself and holding space yeah. for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Cause of course it's nice to stay in, in bed and cuddle and snuggle and, <laughs> Mm -hmm. You know, but I, I, I've learned I, I need, I need that space before the rest of the house wakes up, um, to be with myself. And to me too, definitely I am a morning person. So mm -hmm. I think that starting your day in that fashion, I really firmly believe sets the tone for the rest of my day. I guess I'll speak for myself. And also for me personally, knowing that there's very few things that get in the way if I make it a priority in the beginning of the day, yes, but it's yes. so easy to mm -hmm. do pushing that off as mm -hmm. the day accumulates and life accumulates. Yeah. To yeah. suddenly and be like, Oh, I'm, it's eight o'clock. It's nine o'clock at night. I'm tired. You know what? Like mm -hmm. I just, I don't want to. Right. And then it turns into something you have to do yes. rather than yes. something you enjoy. You know, yes. it makes it a different choice of like, Oh, I love waking up and doing this rather than, Oh great. It's getting late and I still have to do this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's a really good point too, of just that, that view of that. It's the things I'm electing to do versus what I should or what I feel, I feel like I have to do. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You had mentioned so many, the theme of all of this, not only, you know, being an advocate for yourself and taking that time to take care of yourself, it really boils down to trusting yourself. Mm -hmm. Where do we begin in that? Because that is all of the ladies that I work with, I think, especially as we, the theme always is mindset. It's learning to, how do you build this trust with yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Day by day mm -hmm. by, again, it, it goes back to listening to yourself, you know, finding that space when you hear something that maybe you disagree with, or you think something differently, noticing it, you know, number one, just listening and hearing your own body and your own thoughts react and then becoming, you know, it's practicing speaking up, you know, using that voice, making your own decisions. You know, if you're someone that tends to need to call a friend before making a decision, it's practicing making the decision first and then calling the friend to say, hey, I did this. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, doing thing, it's doing things differently uh, day to day. It always reminds me too of really finding a balance of the masculine and the feminine energy. I mm -hmm. feel like trusting yourself is like this exact middle portion of that, of saying, mm -hmm. I'm going to stand firm in what I know, what I need, what I believe, more of that driven masculine, but also the feminine of saying, and I'm going to be kind and gentle about the way that I deliver it and kind and gentle to myself and honor myself for being able to do so. 
Right. And that you can, you can be both. Mm -hmm. And it's uncomfortable at first too. I don't think we like to talk about the discomfort that comes with this change. You know, going from a place where you're totally scared and freaked out and unfocused to becoming more comfortable and making your own decisions and having, you know, that confidence. There is a big area of uncertainty and scariness and discomfort in between, you know, and that's okay to feel. And I really want, I want that to hit home for people that like when you're changing a habit, it's, your body doesn't like the change. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it is uncomfortable and that's okay. You know, it gets better. Um, and that you, you can be both, you can be both feminine and strong. You know, we have so many, you know, female entrepreneurs too, that, you know, it doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be both. And really, if we want to thrive, it can't be one or the other, honestly. Yes. For a short oh, period yes. of time, it might be able to be, but long-term it just can't. That's such a good point, Megan. Right. Right. It's not sustainable to try to separate them because it's right. It's just not true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So good. What is your one piece of advice when someone starts coaching with you and they are just in the beginning of all of this madness? Okay. You're like, Rach, what do I, what in the heck do I do? Where do I even start? Yeah. So I'm, this might sound crazy to have a sense of humor. I, one of my biggest pieces of advice when people are starting is to remember your joy and your sense of humor and make one decision at a time Mm. because it's so easy to take the process so seriously because we just want the answer and we just want the control. And really the only thing we can control is our own thoughts. We Mm -hmm. can't control other people or the circumstances. So I really try to ease people in and say, you know, approach this very lightheartedly because, you know, you're going to trip. You're going to, you know, this is a journey. This isn't like we've said a one flip, um, the switch and you're done. So really starting with um, going easy on yourself and focusing just one step at a time. One thing at one thing at a time, one decision at a time, one thought at a time. That's such a good spin to say it in that way too of having a sense of humor. I talk so much about having grace and compassion and love for yourself and we're not meeting it with blame and shame and guilt and all of this stuff. But actually, when it really boils down to it, another light bulb moment that you are saying to me right now is <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's light. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to not be so serious in that space. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it is needed. You know, when you're a kid, you know, you, you don't care. You're running around. You're loud. You're laughing when you, when you want. You're dancing when you want. And it's bringing some of that joy back to the surface of, you know, that's still within you. And just to remember, remember the fun and the joy as you're going through the process. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Thanks. Rachel, where can everybody find you if they are wanting to get in touch with you to just follow you or to set up some coaching with you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, you can find me in a few places. My website is www.therootedrn.com. I am on Facebook under The Rooted RN. And I also have a private Facebook group for women. It's called Holistic Living with The Rooted RN. But a little play on words, the holistic is spelled W-H-O-L-E-I-S-T-I-C. 
and there you can find a whole bunch of you know more more of this information actually today we're starting um my five tips which we're going to do an exercise every day um to master your mindset so uh cool. those videos will be on there as well and they'll be housed on there so people can go yes perfect. yeah yeah yep perfect and i, I always oh yeah Instagram. No, Instagram. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wait. The hub <laughs> of so life here. I'm so excited about launching the program. Do you even think? So Instagram, also the rooted RN. Perfect. And that will all be in the show notes. So you guys can go and just click on those links and then go back because it will be a perfect timing to, if you're missing kind of the first days of the tips to square back and go back or just even have a reference point too. That's, it's always helpful to have in our back pockets. <laughs> And I always end with a few questions. Okay. So just a little wrap up here. Ooh, uh, what is the very first thing, we talked about this already, but the very, <laughs> very first thing that you do in the morning, Rachel? Ooh, so, well, the very first thing, yes, I do yoga, but so that's so funny that you asked this. So literally, like before I even open my eyes, like if my alarm's going off, fine. If I wake up before my alarm. I actually like, I just say some positive things and they're different every day, but it's like, oh my gosh, I'm waking up to a beautiful day. You know, I'm so grateful for this day. I can hear the birds chirping. I'm excited to do this today. It's, it's almost just like, it's coming back into my brain. You know, it's like allowing my, my mind and my brain and my body uh, to reconnect from sleeping like into the physical world. So yet literally the first thing I do, I don't even open my eyes and I just start saying like things I'm grateful for or what I'm excited for in my day. Perfect way to set the tone for what's to come. Yeah. What would you say is your super weapon? Ooh, my super weapon. Oh, that's a fun question. Um, <laughs> my super weapon would be, you know what, calming people down. <laughs> mm. She's the rooted RN people. I'm very good at just helping people take a breath, take a pause, yeah, and saying, okay, we're going to take this one thing at a time. Yeah, calming people down. <laughs> and what does being fierce mean to you? Ooh, oh, I like this. Okay, being fierce means knowing and loving yourself. You know, the fiercest women I know are just authentically themselves. You know, in every situation, whether it's noticing their flaws, their passions, their quirks or talents, like loving yourself for who you are, that is freaking fierce. This question never gets old and it always, always backs up wholeheartedly whatever my guest is talking about because it's exactly what you said. It's loving, <laughs> it is, it's coming back full oh, circle to every single yeah. thing that you talked about, trusting yeah. and loving yourself and holding space for yourself. Oh, so cool. Amazing. Such a cool question. I love this so much. <laughs> I love this so much. This has been wonderful, Rachel. Thank you so much for sharing everything and make sure you guys go and check out, join that Facebook group, get those five tips. Everybody is needing some more centered and groundedness always, always. And what a perfect and valuable space to be in right now for that. Mm. I love talking with you. Thank you so much, Megan. This has been Same here. my pleasure. <laughs> so fun. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fierce podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode, and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.